So we started this fantastic and fundamental Maimer, Adam Kiyakrish. In the beginning of the Maimer, the Rebbe, the, the Alter Rebbe, asked some technical questions on the Pasuk Adam Kiyakrish. We'll review the technical questions tomorrow, Bezus Hashem, before we get to the Maimer's explanations for those technical questions. But in order to answer those questions, the Alter Rebbe began by teaching <coughs> an idea that Chassidus is based upon, and that is that L'chol Nefesh Mi'Yisrael Yesh Beis Nefashis. Every Yid has a godly soul and an animal soul. It's a tough thing having an animal soul, right? Every Yid has a godly soul and an animal soul. The godly soul is the part inside of the Yid that loves Abishter. And the animal soul is an animal. But the objective isn't to remain with these two distinct identities, but rather that the godly soul should make the animal soul a carbon. What's a carbon? A carbon is from the language of karif. You have to bring the animal soul closer to Abishter. That the animal soul should act as a transparent projector for the godly soul to shine through. The animal soul should be excited and involved in the things that the godly soul is excited and connected to. And in order to explain this, the Maimir taught us that the godly soul has its source in the Merkava, in the Pnei Adam Shebe Merkava, and then higher. But the face of Adam that's on the Merkava, that's the source of the godly soul, while the animal soul has its source in the Pnei Shur, the face of the ox that's on the Merkava, the animal that's on the Merkava, and then lower in the Chayes HaKadosh, the holy angels, and then lower in the Ifanim and the Shmari Ifanim, etc., etc. And the objective is for the Adam to make the Behemah into a carbon. And in order to appreciate this, the Maimer taught us that when a person succeeds in making the Behemah into a carbon, then he is Zeiche, he merits a ha'ara el an arousal from above, a tremendous arousal, as a result of this work, this effort that he put in to transforming the animal soul. Something that we can't achieve on our own. We can't reach it on our own. We're only able to get to it through the work that we put in 
the exertion, the effort that we put in to transforming the animal of the animal soul. And when we transform the animal of the animal soul, then this allows that there is something that is given to us, a gift from above, a ha'ara al-yayna that we receive from above. And we'll, we'll understand this more in the continuation. Now we're going to continue on page 9, the last line on page 9. We started reading it already, but I told you that I would go over it a little bit more carefully. Let's do that now. We'll understand this in our godly service, in our divine service. We see practically in Aveda, in our divine service, that there are two separate levels. Ha'alif, one level is Bechinas Isarusa Delisata, a level which is called an arousal Delisata from below. And this arousal from below takes place Biyagiyas Nefesh, Biyagiyas Basar, through exertion of the nefesh, of the soul, and through exertion of the guf, of the body, of the flesh of the person. In general, these two levels of Yigiyas Nefesh and Yigiyas Basar correspond to two primary kavin, two primary parts of our Aveda that go across the board in everything that we do in our divine service. And they are Sur Meira. The Stay away from the negative, connect to the positive. Don't do what you're not supposed to do and focus on the things that you do need to do. When Meshir Abenu saw the burning bush, so Meshir Abenu expressed himself and he said, Asura Mikan. I need to go away from here so that I should be able to arrive there. And this is a very important lesson in our Aveda that we need to know that if we want Mesha to rise up, to come closer to Hashem, to become a Karban, if we want to come closer to Hashem, one necessary aspect of coming closer to Hashem is we first have to go away from where we are. We can't come closer to Hashem if we're stuck here. Asura Mikan. I need to go away from here in order that I that I should be able to reach there. I can't just connect to godliness and excitement and the inspiration, etc., etc., while I'm still steeped in my nonsense here in this world. I need to pick myself up in order to get there. We have those same lessons in the message of this week's Parsha, where the Yidin had the the two bloods of life that prepared them for the Geula, Nigla Le'emelech Malchem Lachem HaKadosh Baruch for the redemption from Mitzrayim. What were the two bloods? The blood of, what? Brismila and the blood of Karben Pesach. 
What was the blood of Karben Pesach? The blood of Karben Pesach was separating themselves from the Avedizara of the Egyptians. The Egyptians bowed down to the Shepsala, the sheep. And they needed to separate themselves from that in order that they should be able to connect to God. What was the Dham of Brismila? What's the Brismila? The Brismila is the Yesoi, the Hiskashras, the connection between a Jew and Abishtar, the coming closer to Abishtar, the imprinting, the, the absorption of godliness in our physical bodies. So that's the Sor Meira Vaaseitoiv. And this is the Yegiyas Nefesh, the Yegiyas Basar, which is required in our Aveda. The Yegiyas Basar, that's the physical, the physical Aveda, the physical energy. What does that mean? That means working my body. You're not going to become closer to the Abishta if you're sleeping in bed. It doesn't work. It doesn't happen. You need to get up. You need to work. You need to schwitz a little bit. Just like an athlete knows that he's never going to become a successful athlete if he doesn't practice and practice and practice. Right? He needs to work himself really, really hard. You also serve Hashem by sleeping then, no? In your sleeping, you need to make sure that you're serving Hashem and you're sleeping too. But if you're going to serve Hashem only through sleeping, you're not going to get very far. You know the story of the girl that was walking through the streets? Where's Carnegie Hall? Carnegie, what? Carnegie Hall? What? Carnegie, Carnegie? Yeah, it's in like south, like downtown Manhattan. So she was walking through the streets in Manhattan and she asked, how do I get to? Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. So she, she happened to ask the musician who was walking by. So the musician looks at her and says, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> if you're not going to do Aveda, you're not going to accomplish. It doesn't work. You need to have Yigiyas Nefesh. Yigiyas Nefesh means what we come across often in Chsidis, the concept of Shvira Salev. That the heart opens up. A full heart is not a positive thing in Chassidus. Because a full heart has no room. There's no space. The whole point is that you want Abishter to enter into your heart. For Abishter to enter into your heart, your heart has to be open. For your heart to be open, you need to make a crack in it so that it opens up. You need to be able to get into the heart. That's Yigiyas Basar. Yigiyas Basar is the Asura Mikan, the removing myself from the things that I'm connected to, the physical exertion, the physical Aveda, that I'm opening myself up, my physicality, my, my Gashmias. I'm opening myself up that godliness should be able to be sure, should be able to rest inside of me. And then there's Yegiyas Nefesh. What's Yegiyas Nefesh? That's already an intellectual service. That's learning a lot of chassidus. Because as much as you open yourself up, 
Unfortunately, there are Jews who open themselves up to nonsense and to garbage and to horrible things, to lies and to perversion. When you open yourself up, you need to make sure that you're opening yourself up to the right things. And for that, you need to learn a lot of chassidus. You need to learn chassidus b'shufi. A lot of chassidus. You need to learn and learn and learn so that you have the light, the energy, the godliness, the holiness that is able to come into you. The good things that's able to seep in. You need to make sure that you have the yigiyas nefesh as well. That's yigiyas nefesh. Going away from the natural tendencies of the Nefesh Bahamas, of the animal soul, and filling it with the holy ideas of the godly soul, the holy appreciation and concepts that the godly soul is able to appreciate. David. is that we have to fill our hearts with itself, filling our heart with Shtus. The We have to fill it with Hashem. Right. But we, we have to be open for Hashem, but close to whatever is not Hashem. Right. Okay, thank you. Okay, so that's the Yigiyas Nefesh Vigiyas Basar. And the Bible continues, Ba'amakas through delving our mind, through thinking deeply, with contemplation. The contemplation is the learning a lot of chsidis and the thinking about chsidis and the immersion in chsidis and the lev nishbar, the broken heart. That's the igias basa, the making my heart into a open vessel that has room for godliness to come into it. Shall Yudezeh through this, through the Yigias Nefesh, the Yigias Basar, Yavoy Benafshay, Giloy or Kirvasalikim. A person is able to bring into his Nefesh, into his soul, Giloy or a revelation of light, Kirvasalikim, of the closeness of godliness, of how godliness is something which is. It's immensely close, essentially close to every single yid. Because sometimes, sometimes the Nefesh Bahamas, the Yitzhahara, comes to us. And the Yitzhahara says that holiness is something which is out there. We spoke about this in the last class. I love Yiddishkeit. But you know, the bumper sticker, I love work, I could sit and watch it for hours. So some people say, I love Yiddishkeit. I could sit and watch it for hours. But I don't want it for me because I don't see that it's shaykh to me. I'm too far away from it. So in order to transform this, it's necessary to have the Birchas Krishma, which speaks to the Nefesh Bahamas and tells the Nefesh Bahamas, you're making a mistake. Godliness is something which is extremely close to you. It's something which is extremely close to you. You're extremely close to the ability to be a chassid, to be a holy person, to be a yid who's completely involved in Yiddishkeit. How do I know? Because look at your source. 
Where's your source? The Pnei Sharsha B'Merkava. That's where you come from. And if you come from there, that means that that's the potential. Those are the roots that you have inside of you. Vahainu, and that means, Bisarusa de Lesata, Bisarusa de Leela. Vahainu is not that that means, Vahainu, that is. This is what brings about the Isarusa de Lesata, Isarusa de Leela. That in the Isarusa de Lesata, in the arousal from below, you have an arousal from above. That means that you're doing your work. And when you do your work, then what happens? It's not that you're just sitting over here and running in place. But when you do your work, the Abishter shines from above. The Abishter responds. The Abishter gives his light, his energy, his embrace. The Abishter hugs you and comes close to you. That's the Sarusa the Layla, the arousal from above, that you merit, that you earn, that you accomplish. Through your Yegiyas Nefesh V'Yegiyas Basar, through your Isarusa de Lesata, your arousal from below. That's one level. That's one idea. We said earlier there are two levels. Then there's Madrega Habez. There's a second level. What's the second level? Hainu Shalapa'amim Yachalias Hispailus Benefesh Shaloy Al Yedei Hachana V'Yegiyaklal. Sometimes there can be a hispilos, an excitement that the person feels without any preparation. Often on Shabbos, on Yom Tif, in special days like the month of Elo, in special places like by the Kaisel or by the Oyel, a person suddenly feels inspired. He feels moved. His neshama, which is usually farshlafin, suddenly is awake. It's, uh, it's, it's on fire inside of him. He feels a closeness to Ebishter. He didn't do anything for it. He didn't prepare for it. There was a chassid of the Alter Rebbe. His name was Rabbi Yukusiel Epler. Rabbi Yukusiel, when he first came to the Alter Rebbe, so he jumped up to the window where the Alter Rebbe was, was uh, sitting and studying. I think it was a second story window, if I remember. So you could see here already, he's an interesting person. And this is his introduction to the Alter Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, hack me up their linkazite. Chop off my left side. Chop off my left side. What's my left side? The Yitzhahara, the Nefesh Bahamas. In other words, he asked, the Alter Rebbe said, Rebbe, I want you to get rid of my Yitzhahara. <laughs> Could you imagine? Would you appreciate something like that? The rabbi just comes and <laughs> cuts off your Yitzhar, and no Yitzhar left. And I don't remember exactly, but the Alter Rebbe responded to him in a positive way. And from then, this Rebbe Kusiel would experience moments of unbelievable ecstasy.
suddenly, in the middle of nowhere, he would suddenly feel a, a, a an excitement that was just out of this world. He, 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 he felt it coming. He would say, the neshama comes, I think was the words, or something like that. The neshama's coming. He would say the neshama's coming. He could read the story. It's in the writings of the Fidik Rebbe. It's beautifully written up in a much greater length than I'm telling you now. But this was the point. He would say, wow, I'm feeling it. It's starting to come. And when he felt it, he would start dancing and be so excited. He just needed to grab. Sometimes the Gaisha mailman was the only person who was there. He would start dancing with the Gaisha mailman because uh, he needed to express his excitement and joy of this. This, uh, And then he would say, it's going now. It's leaving. It's gone. Chassidim <laughs> didn't appreciate this. Because by a chassid, by a chabad chassid, the objective is the aveda that we need to do. We don't ask the Rebbe, hak merak de linkazayt. The first sicha that the Rebbe taught us on Yud Shvat, Avshin Yud Aleph, the first sicha that the Rebbe spoke after saying the Maimer, Basi Ligani, after, so to speak, accepting the Nasius, accepting the leadership of Chabad, the first sicha the Rebbe said was, Rebbe said, don't rely on me. Don't look at me and say, you do the work, Rebbe, and we'll come and watch you doing the work and be inspired and excited by the work that you do. That's not the way this is going to work. That's not the way our relationship is going to happen. Rebbe said, I'm here to help you and to guide you and to help, you, to, to help lift you up. But you need to do the work, and if you don't do the work, nothing's going to get done. That was the message that the Rebbe gave us from the very beginning. If you don't do the work, nothing's going to be done. There's a story of Chassidim of the Alter Rebbe. That these Chassidim of the Alter Rebbe were once traveling. And in their travels, they came to an inn. And while they were staying by the inn, there was also another um, of the tzaddikim, of the Talmidei HaMagid, the, the students of the Magid who was there. His name was Reb Chaim Chaikol. Reb Chaim Chaikol was his name. He was a tzaddik. He was there together with... I, 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 I don't know if he was there. I'm sorry. His chassidim were there as well. His chassidim were also traveling and, tra- and they stopped off in the same inn. It came Shachris, so they made a minion together. They davened together. The Chassidim of the Alter Rebbe were sitting over there trying to daven the way the Alter Rebbe teaches us how to daven. But they looked over at the Chassidim of Rabbi Chaim Chaikel. And they saw that these Chassidim of Rabbi Chaim Chaikel, their davening was with such joy and excitement and enthusiasm like they've never seen for them to get, reach a level of joy and enthusiasm, they had to break their heads, literally. You sit with a mimer from the you try to understand it, it's talking about all of these Kabbalahs, which you have to try to recognize and understand, and then you have to apply it to your Aved, and you have to work with it and change yourself. And there's so much work that goes in until they manage to get to the enthusiasm 
Efsher, Efsher, maybe. And here, the Chassidim of Rav Chaim Chaikol, they took out their talis and the trillin, and they were davening, just chapping malachim, completely out of this world. So what's going on over here? And they felt bad. They said, we have to put in all of this work, and the Chassidim of Rav Chaim Chaikol are able to get there like that? It's just not fair. That's what they felt. They came back to the Alter Rebbe. They didn't express to the Alter Rebbe what they were feeling. But the Alter Rebbe already saw what was going on. So the Alter Rebbe turned to them. And the Alter Rebbe said to them this statement. The Alter Rebbe said that those chassidim who were davening, the chassidim of Rav Chaim Kaikal, Erebrent, were they burning with enthusiasm? Chaikal brent in M. Reb Chaim Chaikal is burning with enthusiasm inside of them. Unmir villain. The Alter Rebbe said, we want as Er Alein Zalbrenin. We want that you should burn, that you should be excited, that you should be enthusiastic. Not that you should have a Esarusa de la'ela, an arousal from above, Shaloyal Yedehachanaviyagiyakla, without any preparation, without any work. You need to put in the work. You need to make it happen. And the reason why is because we want that it should be yours, that it should belong to you. And if you don't put in the work, then it's not air, it's Chaikaiko, Brent and M. It's not coming from you. There was once somebody who was by Yechidus, by the Rebbe. And the Rebbe told him that he, the Rebbe wants this person who was by the Yechidus to speak to a third person and convince that third person to grow his beard. Just as a, an aside, I've said this a number of times. But uh, there's a chassid, Reb Zalman Jaffe, who wrote a series of articles which were collected into books, fascinating to read, because it gives you a window into what 770 was like back in the day. I'm talking back in the day, in the 70s and the 80s, uh, the, the earlier years then in Chassidus. 60s, 70s, 80s. It's a fascinating window. So this Reb Zalman Jaffe, in the back of the book, it has a picture of him. You see a chassid with a long white beard. But for most of the years that he was by the Rebbe, he didn't have a beard. Um, And the Rebbe once asked him, the Rebbe had a very close relationship with him, a very unique relationship with him. The Rebbe once asked him, why don't you grow your beard? So he says, Rebbe, I take after my mother. <laughs> but that's an aside. So the Rebbe once told someone in the Yechidus, he said, I want you to speak to so-and-so and convince him to grow a beard. So the, the, the person um, said to the Rebbe, he said, Rebbe, if I speak to him, maybe I will succeed. Maybe I won't. But if the Rebbe asks him to grow a beard, 
without any question, he's going to, he'll do it, and uh, you'll, you'll accomplish. So why is the Rebbe asking me to speak to him? Why doesn't the Rebbe speak to him? So the Rebbe said, I have a beard already. I want him to grow a beard. In other words, if the Rebbe tells him to grow a beard, it's not his beard, it's the Rebbe's beard. The Rebbe said, I want him to have a beard. I want him to decide that he wants to grow a beard. That's the era Lanesel Brennan. Not that the Rebbe Brennan. The Rebbe wants that we should burn on our own. That's Al Yedehachan of That's the Nakud of this Maimer. Like we see, the, Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe tells us in the Maimer over here. Back to the Maimer, inside. Like we see, there are many people that suddenly they're aroused. And their hearts and their mind gets excited. It becomes inflamed. Bitfila and Davening, Meshach Zman Ma for a certain amount of time, Beli Noidalohem Asiba, without them knowing the reason. Mayin Ba Alehem Hesairusis. Where did this arousal come from? Bimaat Zman and with just a little bit of time, Yikhila Hisair Yikla Koyach Hisairusis Yikla, it will dissipate. It will go away. Yikla Koyach Hisairusis. This power, this arousal dissipates and it's gone as if it never was there. Like I told you with Rabbi Kusiel Lepler. It comes and it goes. But it's coming from outside, not from you. This means that it is truly an arousal from above. It's just coming from above. So that's the opposite. You have this Arusa de Leila that comes as a result of this Arusa de Lasata. That means it comes after this Arusa de Lasata. But you also have an Arusa de Leila which comes before this Arusa de Lasata to arouse this Arusa de Lasata. So, really, in our Mimer, we're identifying three stages. There is the original Isarusa de la'ila which comes and tickles you. But the objective of that tickle is not that you should feel so good about the tickle. The objective of that tickle is that you should wake up and you should go and do what you need to do. You should go and accomplish the Isarusa de la Sata. And then, if you do that, then you have this Arusa de Leila that comes as a result of this Arusa de Lasata, and that's a whole different this Arusa de Leila, because that one lasts, that one stays with you. And this is what the Mimer continues to explain. The Hanaf Kusa and the difference Bain Masha Besarusa de Lasata Sarusa de Leila between this that in the Isarusa de Lasata, you have an Isarusa de Leila, Ubein Isarusa de Lasata, Nimshachrak, Mitzad Isarusa de Leila, and Isarusa de Lasata, which is drawn only because of the Isarusa de Leila. That means step one and step three. Step two is the Isarusa de Lasata. The difference between step one, the first Isarusa de Leila, and step three, the second Isarusa de Leila. 
the Maimer explains, Shekasher Yesh Isarusa de Lisata Mamish. When you have proper Isarusa de Lisata, Isarusa de Lisata Mamish, you do the work. Through the Gias Nefesh and Gias Basra, which we described earlier, Azai Hudavar Shayachal Lehiskayim Lo'ad. Then it's something that can stay forever. Forever. It's amazing. It can stay forever. It's yours, and it will never leave. You've accomplished it, you've internalized it. And it's now part of you. Because it was aroused through Isarusa de Lasata, through arousal from below. And this is something which shines, Meira, Umeskala, and it's revealed, Benefesh, in the soul, on a Pnimistic level. In a pneumistic way. What's pneumius? In Chassidus, we have two important words pneumius and chitsainius. Now, chitsainius itself is a negative term, usually, but sometimes instead of chitsainius, you have the word pneumius and makif or seivev. Makif and Seviv often connote something which is greater than me. The difference between Pneumius and Makif is that Pneumius means you have the Ur and the Ur is inside of a Kali. You have to remember this every time you come across these concepts in Chassidus. It's so important to reflect on. The idea of Pneumius means that the Ur is Besoichakli. The light is inside of the vessel. And the idea of makif is that the light is higher than the vessel. It's outside of the vessel. So the difference between makif and pneumis is, do you have a vessel to hold on to what's being given? If you have a vessel to hold on to it, it's yours forever. If you don't have a vessel to hold on to it, then it's something which is completely outside. It has nothing to do with you. And that's the, the nekuda, that's the point of the difference. The point of the difference is that if you did a sarusa de lasata first, you created a kli, you created a vessel. And if you created a vessel, then when the sarusa de Leila came afterwards, it's inside of your vessel. Then it's something that's inside of you. It's something that you're able to hold on to it. That's the idea of Pnimis. Because he prepared his heart for this first. Prepared his heart for this first means he made his heart into a vessel. And to make your heart into a vessel, you need to clean it out from all of its other nonsense, to make it to make room in it, and also to purify it, to uplift it, to make it into an appropriate vessel, you need to fill it with light of godliness so that when the Sarusa de Leila comes, the heart is an appropriate vessel that can hold on to that godliness. And therefore, through this, this 
will give him power and strength that there should be a further Isaris of the Lasata. And the truth is that now we've identified a step four, and that step four leads really to step five. But we're not going into that now. But the step four that we've identified is an Asarusa de Lesata that comes as a result of an Asarusa de Leila. That means that it's not just a tickle, but it's something that you're able to continue to hold on to through the additional Asarusa de Lesata that you have. That's like if somebody's giving you something that you're coming with a kli, a vessel to receive it, and they're giving it to you, and you see suddenly that it's so much bigger than the kli that you have. So you expand the kli as they're giving it to you in order that you should be able to hold on to more of it. That's the step four. <coughs> and the truth is that that's something to do. Step four can happen even if you didn't do step two. Even if you didn't do the Isarusa de Lesata to prepare yourself and make yourself a vessel, but when suddenly, out of the blue, you feel inspired, you feel excited, you feel connected to godliness, and now the godliness is coming to you, so now you have the option of the Isarusa de Lesata that comes because of the Isarusa de Leila, the expanding of your Kli, so that you should be able to hold on to more of the Isarusa de Leila which is coming. If you didn't prepare yourself, <coughs> Initially, it comes in a makif to away, but that's exactly the point that we said now. That's the chiddush of step four. That's the novelty of step four. That step four is that you can make the vessel as you're receiving it. So it's not as good as if you prepared the vessel before you received it, but it at least allows you to hold on to some of it. <coughs> and if it allows you to hold on to some of it, it brings you back to the ability to then internalize it and use it, which is what step four is really about, the internalizing and the using. So you hold on to some of it, but not all of it? Yeah. The difference between? Yeah. But the truth is that it's always holding on to some of not all. Because a human being is limited. And the Isarusa, the Leila from Hashem, is unlimited. But it would be like less of it than... Correct. If it came from... Correct. It's like if you see that somebody's giving something out, you don't have a cup, so you go like this with your hands, yeah. and uh, at least you're holding on to some of it. At least you could get something, right? Right, but if you have a vessel... You if you have a vessel, if you have a cup or a bucket mm-hmm. or a box prepared, then you'll be able to get so much more. As opposed to when there's no from below, when you didn't put in the work, then that which you are inspired from the ha'ara milmaila from the arousal from above and you didn't prepare your heart you didn't make the vessel initially to um, uh, arouse yourself from this you didn't make a vessel to hold on to it it's possible then for it to be something which is um, uh, passing over and moving on this excitement 
the excitement that you receive, it's there and you get all excited from it and you dance and you feel connected to godliness and then you go back to your room or you go down to the dining room and it's it passes over and it's as if it was never here and it has no staying power it has no it doesn't remain it doesn't it's not something that you're holding on to because when this supernal ha'ara shine histalic when it leaves she'ena me'ira rak be'esratzin it only shines in an esratzin in a special time like we said Shabbos yomtiv in a special place but in an esratzin when there's a special time there's all the time special times when Hashem tickles us when Hashem just says oh yeah I love you so much and he just gives us a hug he just like expresses, oh, yeah, I love you so much. And we feel that love of Hashem. We're washed over with it. We're excited by it. But then when it's gone, we're back to where we started, our connection to Elam Hazah. It only shines in an Eish Ratzin when Hashem is expressing His love. Azai haya kaloi haya ha'ispailos. It's as if it never was this excitement. The excitement is as if it never was. The excitement comes and it leaves. As a result of the fact that it only came because of Ha'ara the ha'ara alyena ha'ara means an arousal and ha'ara means a shine ayin and alif okay ha'ara an arousal and ha'ara with an alif a shine alyena from above lachain therefore behistalik ha'ar when this light rises istalik ikara the kutchabiru means rises but rises could mean two different things rises could mean to rise in prominence within this space or rises could mean to rise above this space. So usually when we have the word histalic, it's implying the second. Histalic is implying the first. But over here you have histalic ha'ur, um, it rises above, that means it passes, it's over, the ace ratzin is over. The Ava, the love that came as a result of it, is battle, is gone. You sometimes have an Esratzin which is there, and then it's gone. Rabbi Gershon Jacobson, I heard this story one time from his son. Rabbi Gershon Ber Jacobson. Um, was one time able through a lot of effort to get a an audience with one of the presidents one of the presidents of the United States I don't remember who it was he was able to get an audience with him a special attention and in this audience, he was able to 
um, Vipayil, he was able to effect the, the, the president that he should establish a Holocaust Memorial Day. Something like that. On the calendar, there's a Holocaust Memorial Day. This is what he was able to do. And he told the Rebbe about it afterwards. And the Rebbe laughed and the Rebbe told him a story. The story was of a person who he was an unsuccessful person. He had seven daughters and no money and uh, expenses through this guy and this problem and that problem and he had to marry off his daughters and he needed an adunya for each one of them and he didn't know how he's going to do this and so on and so forth and one time he sat down and he put his hand in his uh, his, uh, his head in his hands and he started to cry he said how am I supposed to do this and suddenly a malach appeared and the malach said because of your cries we read in last week's parsha. Because of your cry, I was sent down to grant you one wish. One wish that he started to imagine what he's going to ask for. What's he going to ask for? All of the things that he needs in life. He's going through in his mind, he's about to ask, when suddenly he gets this itch on his back, you know, right in that spot that you can't reach, but a really big itch. And it's like driving him nuts. He says, dear Malachal, if you don't mind, just give me a scratch over there. And the Malach gives him a scratch and disappears. That scratch of your so the, the rabbi turns to him and says, you had an ace ratzin. You had an ace ratzin by the president. And that's what you ask for, a Holocaust memorial day. You couldn't think of anything better to ask for. That, that, that was what the rabbi told him. But the nakuda for us from the Maimer is that we often have an ace ratzin. And the question that the Maimer is asking us is, when that ace ratzin passes, what are we going to be left with? Right. What are we Can going to be holding? What? At the, at a, a, a time of, auspicious. A, an auspicious time. A time of ratzin, that Hashem is showing his ratzin to us. Yeah. A time when the Ebishti, you know, a, a parent sometimes just looks at a child and says, wow, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. Out of the blue. Often it's like just, Tmidim Kisidram, you're going through the regular day, but just, I love you so much. Hashem does that to us. Hashem looks at us often throughout the calendar, throughout our lives, and just out of the blue, he says, I love you so much. And that love fills us with a feeling of warmth, with an embrace. But the question is, where are we holding? And what do we walk away with? Do we walk away with something? Or do we walk away with our itch being scratched? That's the question that we'll leave off with today. Tomorrow we're going to continue where the Alter Rebbe is going to explain this into a puzzling Maimer Chazal 
I'm saying puzzling because it's difficult to understand. Begashmis, physically. It's something which makes sense really only spiritually. Where Chazal teaches that Ish Mazriat Chila Yeladis Nekeva Isha Mazriat Chila Yeladis Ben Yeladis Zachar that if the if the male is Mazriat Chila then there comes a Nekeva as a result of this union and if the female is Mazras Tchila, then there comes a male as a result of this union. We'll explain that tomorrow. I'll leave you with a cliffhanger. The, the, this concept of, of Tchila, Eila, is like you know, like when you're, if you're in a, they do these like game shows where like you sit in a money machine and they shoot, they shoot uh, like money yeah. up into the thing. Yeah, yeah. So if only if you have like uh, sometimes sometimes you put your shirt out, like they have like a make a killing with their hands. That's, yeah. one, that's only when they get like, they start, like grabbing and jumping. They have no. They get nothing. Yeah. You end up with nothing. Yeah. yeah. It was by bar mitzvah once where they had one of these things. <laughs> One more question because I have to run <laughs> to get my tefillin. <laughs> but how? Maybe we we will answer this tomorrow. But how is a human body able to transform oneself to be a good vessel? Hashem is infinite. How how could we how could we ever be a good vessel? It's an excellent question. Would it, would it, wouldn't otherwise we'll, we'll we'll Hashem be a good vessel for us? <laughs> It would have to be a good thing to be in Hashem's place. It's an excellent question. The ultimate answer to your question is because we have a neshama and the neshama is a chilek alakami mamamis. So if we oh. tap into the neshama, then we could be a vessel for Eibishter because of that. That's what we'll talk about. Yeah. Little commentary that what you saw remind me that I saw a video of the Rebbe saying to a man that he said, I'm doing everything I can and I'm not having success. The Rebbe said a juice has a nefeshele kiss. That is infinite because it's connected to Hashem. So you can and never say I'm doing everything I yeah, can. Yeah, because you have to do more than you can. Exactly. Yeah, thank you, Rawai. Exactly. Have a good day. So this is like always connected to the Sikha that I was learning yesterday. This concept of like when you're trying your best and you're riding to make yourself the clean, that's when you have this awakening from above that's not just like the, the jolt to get you up in the morning, but rather is like you're like ultimate rising from the place of where you brought yourself. Yes. Right? Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Make yourself a clean.